0: Hello and welcome to Fourth Dimension's new podcast. We're about to join. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have Sue Klein and April Anderson ministering here tonight. We'd always love for you to join us here in Hopkinsville at 913 South Main Street if you're available. And of course, please so if you are blessed by this ministry. So tune in now and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We are also on PayPal. Thank you, and God bless. I've been places, I've been places, and i think, man, it's so dry. It's so dry, and I didn't think that here, so not, nice. not here. I didn't think that here. But I've been places, and I think, oh my goodness, how am I going to preach? Because it's so dry, and if you are a preacher, you hate preaching under dryness. Oh, Amen. Because you've got to get up and pump the people up and you've got to do all of that. And it's like, no, I don't want to do none of that, man. But all of a sudden, the anointing of God would just come in and it changed everything. Thank you, Lord. Sometimes you don't even have to preach. (laughs) Sometimes the anointing of God will come in and it is so strong that he just does the work for you. He just says, So get out of the way. Just sit down and let me do my thing. And how many of you know that's where we need to be at? It's not about us. It's not about Sarah and And we're very honored. We are very honored that Shay asked us to come here. Very honored. And and I don't say that lightly. We are very honored. I love coming here because I love the people. I love the hunger that's in the people that comes here. And, And you can feel that. There is a girl that was standing Right here. And she left and went in that direction. Is she back in here? God's got something for you tonight. Amen. God's got something for you tonight. God told me. I I told that I love it when God does does me this way. Because I and I know it's God because I'm just looking and then all of a sudden God goes. And it's like your face becomes like An eight by ten in my eyes And God says I've got something for you tonight I don't know what God's going to do for you yet okay? Because sometimes God just draws our attention To somebody But God has got something very special for you tonight And God says to tell you That he's not forgot you And you're, you think in your mind You're the least of those And God says no you're the greater
1: Amen
0: does that too. I don't get to do that very often. Usually that's April's job. I'm taking her job, April. <laughs> she don't care. She's going to preach tonight. So listen, I want to, I've done my spiel. That's, that's that's my spiel for tonight. But as we were standing over there, I want to open for April because I felt like that God was going to let her preach tonight. I told Shay that's kind of how me and her roll. We roll into town in this life. Okay, God, I know the girls that ride with us get so sick of hearing this. The last time God, the last time God did give me a message on the way before we got here, but usually the way me and April roll, even in jail, when we go to preach in jail, we're on our way, and April's going, Mama, have you got something? I said, God's not giving me nothing. You better pray because He's not giving me nothing either. And we get there and it's like, "Have you got something?" No. Nope.
2: Well, then I guess
0: we just ain't gonna do nothing. And that's usually the times that man, God just breaks. Oh, oh wow! And so I know people that goes with us is like, "My God, can you not?" <laughs> I don't even need a microphone. Like <laughs> I came here tonight. We came here tonight, and as I come in, I don't even know who has me now. Said, "Uh, "Are you packed tonight?" And I said, "I certainly hope so." I
1: said,
0: "Because ready to rock the house." house. You said, "Are you packed?" You said, "Are you ready to rock the house?" I said, "I certainly hope Jesus is ready to rock the house." And when I we came here, you guys came. Looking for a message from us. But as we were standing over there, Jesus began to tell us, you are the message. You are the message. And I want to tell you something, and I'm going to turn it over to April. Y'all are the ones packing. Y'all are packing. Come on. Y'all are packing more, the same, if not more, than what we're packing. Because the only thing we're packing is the Jesus on the inside of us. Amen. And if you're not packing, you can be packing before you leave this place. Amen. 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 Jesus will make sure that you are packing before you leave this place. That's right. Alright, April, I'm done. Come on. Get this thing. This is April Anderson, in I'm so fine in case some of y'all don't know. This is April Anderson. Amen. 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 I
2: want to just touch just a little bit before I get into what I felt like the Lord was speaking about this house tonight, well, about the anointing and the power of God. Because you see, there, there is coming a power to the church that's going to totally wreck us and transform us. Because you see, what it says in 2 Timothy 3, 1-5 says, but mark this, there will be terrible times with no gun. <laughs> but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. And many of us know that there are terrible times that we are living in right now because we are living in the last days. But many of us can also relate to this verse completely because church in its whole form is about to totally be wrecked by the power and yeah. anointing. of yeah. God. Different. There is a power, an anointing that is coming to the church. That Jesus is who He says that He is. He is the same God that He was yesterday. He'll be the same God today, and He's the God tomorrow—the life-changing yeah. God that will transform the most jacked-up and messed-up. Yes,
0: the disciples got off of a boat. And there was a little boy there that was possessed by a demon. His father had brought him. And he said, can you do something with him? See, this represents the religion. This represents the church. No. Even though he was the disciples, they could not get that child set free. No. No. They could not. Jesus come up to them and he said, this kind only comes out by prayer and fasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because The church has tried and tried and tried to get people healed, to try to get people off of drugs, to try to get people delivered. There is demon possessed people walking into our congregation and sitting in the congregation and they sit there healing. If she don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. Because that's where the anointing comes from. That's
1: right.
2: Yeah. Amen. we got the we got the promise that he said, in the last days I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. In the last days there's an outpouring. I'm going to tell you something, we're living in the last days. And the spirit of God is pouring out on whosoever will lift up. you want to say here tonight? And I'm like, what, what is it? What, what, what have you got for your people tonight? And, and I kept hearing what mama said. She said, what message do you have? I instantly heard the Lord say, they are the message. Amen. Because there's many of you sitting in this room today. There is many of you sitting in this room today. And we do have one thing in common. We used to be addicted. We used to be bound. And I'm going to tell you something. Jesus is in the midst of us. Jesus is in the midst of us. And I heard the Lord say, I'm here with the misfits. I'm here with the rejects. I'm here with the ones that doesn't have transform their life and give them a hope that they never thought that they could have. Give them a future that they never thought that they could have. Give them a life that they want to wake up every day and say thank God that I give my life to Jesus because I am alive and well and I'm so thankful to be here. He said I'm here for those that have messed up. I'm here Jesus and change the world. I'm here to set the captives free. I'm here to give hope to the hopeless. I'm here to totally and radically let God be
1: God.
2: You can't ignore the misfits. Here's to the crazy ones. The misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs and square holes. About the only thing that we're not going to do is ignore them anymore because they change things they push the human race forward and while some of them may be seen as the crazy ones jesus sees you as genius and some of them may be the rejected one god sees you as chosen and some of you look like the rebellious one god sees the one that'll transform a nation See, our whole lives, the enemy has wrestled with you, trying to tell you that you're a misfit, that you're weird, and you're an outcast, that nobody loves you. You could never do anything right. There's nothing that you could ever put your hand to and make it succeed, but God himself has showed up in this house tonight to let you know that he has chosen you for such a time as this. (laughs) These people... That God chooses are the people that will change the world because they are crazy enough to think that they can. These people are crazy enough to think. To declare that I am He. I am the Alpha and the Omega. voice to be unleashed. It's time for transformation to take place and it's time for you to get back up and go again because God said I'm strengthening you against that rock, against that adversary because one day when I move that rock from in front of you, you're going to have the strength to move other people's rocks. God said I'm strengthening you. So many times we think we think when things don't go. See, the enemy is such a liar, and he's the father of all lies. And the battle's always in our mind. we got to be careful what voice that we're listening to. we got to remember that Jesus said, my sheep will know my voice, and they will know my no other voice. we got to start kicking them other voices to the curb that says you're not good enough. Oh, oh, that says that you're never going to overcome. Out, oh, because the dog. moves that mountain from in front of you. But for right now, I want you to push yeah. against that thing and not back down from it because I'm building muscle. I'm building strength because can I tell you something? If we just walk right in to everything, guess what? We would be weak little nothings. That's we grow in the hard times. It's yeah. not on the mountaintops. We rejoice on the mountaintops. On. But when we walk through the valley in the shadow of death, we got to remember that we're walking through. We're walking through we got to remember Isaiah 43, that He says, "I will be with you when you walk through rivers of difficulty. You will not will not drown when you walk through the rivers. You will not be burned by the flame. But I am the Lord that I am with you, and I will help you. You are the message, guys. You are the message. Even when I am faithless, the Word says." He remains
1: faithful.
2: Amen. Even when I am faithless that I've not got another ounce in me, He will remain faithful to me. Amen. Some of you need to take the load off. Come on. Some of you have been trying so hard that you're burnt out trying. Some of you have been trying to do the right thing so much. But the reason why it's so hard is because the anointing hasn't come. But the Lord sent me to tell you that the anointing is about to show up in your life. And that thing that used to be so hard, it's going to be as nothing. He said, you've been working too hard, baby. It was never intended for you to work and toil this hard. Come on, I'm about to take the pressure off. I'm about to take the load off. Because you see, Jesus said, take my yoke upon you, for it is light and easy to bear. See, religion makes things hard and complicated but a relationship with Jesus Christ brings power and anointing and everything begins to flow and God says he's about to open up the hard places and the flow of the Holy Ghost the anointing is about to flow and move things that's been hindering you here's to the misfits the rejects the ones that the world has thrown away you are the message you are the message i seen some of you over here tonight, and I heard the Lord say, to tell them, there was a time in my life that whenever I was 14 and I started messing around with dope men and all that stuff that my grandpa, he told me, he said, heard you lay with dogs and you're going to get That's right. And I'm like, what? You crazy man. Lay with dogs, thought, no, not me. I'll never be like that. I'm going to grow up to conquer the world. Well, I grew up, and I grew up to become one I was hanging out with. I grew up to become the addict. I grew up to become the thief. I grew up to become the dope girl. I grew up to become the one who was in and out of jail all the time. (laughs) But the Lord said tonight, as I looked over this crowd, there's some of you that you don't even know why you're here. There's some of you that you're standing here and you're thinking, what in the world is going on? And like you're here, and you're really trying. But your mind is like, what is going on? And the Lord said to tell you that you're going to hang out here long enough yeah, that you're I about mean, to be radically Amen. It's like your body's here. And your mind's back here like, I don't even know. And like they're looking at me, so I'm just going to try to just, uh, yeah, but God, what is going on? And the Lord said that what is strange to you right now is about to become calm. What is strange to you right now? The Lord said, I'm about to flip the switch. I'm about to change the game. And the very thing that was strange to you is going to come. And that dealing dope and that hustling and that prostitution and that doing dope. That is about to be something of the familiar because you're going to be in common with people that that is set free and radically transformed by the power of God. You're going to become a new creation in this life. Because you hang out with dogs long enough. You get flicks. But you hang out with the righteous long enough. And you're going to be set free.
1: God is going to
2: set you free. There's some of you, you've been running through stuff your whole life. You've been running from things. You've been doing all this, and God says, I'm about to face your fears with you. We're about to do this thing, and I'm about to change the game, and everything's about to shift in your favor. Though an army be against you, if God be for you, who and what be against you? God said, I'm you from poverty to prosperity. You ain't going to have to deal dope because I own the cattle of a thousand hills. You ain't got to be a dope dealer no more. You can be the hog dealer. You can be be the Jesus dealer. Let me tell you something. The favor and prosperity of the Lord is nothing like the dope game. It ain't nothing like it. And it don't even compare to it can't even stand next to what my God does because my God is so much bigger and better than the goat lifestyle. And if you don't believe it, taste and see that the Lord is you. Don't, it, don't knock it till you try, baby. Don't knock it till you try and taste what he's got because can I tell you something? Religion will leave a nasty taste in your mouth. And if you ever had it, Spit it out. But if you've not tasted of a relationship with Jesus and have the power of anointing flowing your life, I dare you, I dare you to taste and see that he's good. Yeah. Because once you got it, it's like that first hit of dope. Once you got it, you're sold. I'm going to tell you something. Once you touch Jesus one time, it's like that first hit of dope. You ain't going back. You going full-fledged forward into what he's called you to do because your purpose is so much greater than your past. See, that enemy's wrestled with all of you your whole life, making you feel like a misfit and a reject. And God says the reason why the adversary has been hot on your trail is because he fears what you carry. Come on. on, That's right. Do you know why I was out and dope? Do you know why I felt like my daddy didn't love me? Do you know why I kept looking for love in all the wrong places in abusive relationships, drug overdoses three times? Because I didn't know that I had a purpose. God said that the enemy was after me because he knew that if I could God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. Come on, on. God doesn't qualify the call. I mean, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. Come on, Your qualifications in this place don't even matter because Jesus has got the qualifications that you need. He's gonna qualify you for what he's called you to
1: do.
2: Jacob was a cheater. Jacob was a cheater. Peter had a temper. And she's Elijah. Elijah and I'm Elijah. That's why I've done that. I'm just making sure you're listening. <laughs> Sarah was impatient. Elijah was moody. Moses stuttered. Zacchaeus was too short. Abraham was old and Lazarus was dead. The and 22. Did I say that I lot? I'll learn there. Mark 2. See, so many times we feel like we're so unqualified. And you see, whenever I was in all this mess and I was a, a drug addict and I was a prostitute and I was doing dope, dealing dope, whatever it was to do, I'm going to tell you something. I felt like God was the least I was the least that he would want to have anything to do with. I used to drive by a church, and man, the whole world was fixing to crash down on me, little did I know. I was fixing to have nine felony count charges, facing 45 years in the penitentiary. And I was driving by this church and I would laugh at them as I grow by. I thought, who wants that? Because you see, growing up, all I seen was a form of religion, a form of godliness where you go to church. And you do all the right things and you say all the right things and you look the part and you do everything. But we went home and there was never a power there. So I did not know that there was a power source that I could tap into. You hear me? And so in the middle of all this, and then I actually, to be honest with you, then it was like if God was real, I was kind of mad at him. For the things that had happened to me. I felt like my daddy didn't love me because he wasn't there and things like that. And it, it, Not that he didn't. It was because of the voice in my head trying to tell me that. And then they tell me whenever I'm 14, this is right before I dive right into drug addiction, they tell me that my grandmother's got... Stage four colon cancer, and that she's got nine months to live. This is the woman that raised me. My mother was shot and killed whenever I was six months old, so I did not have a mother in my life, but my grandmother was my rock and my fortress. I didn't feel like anybody in the world really loved me, but I knew that my grandmother loved me. And I'm going to tell you something. So whenever I began to hear that, the, that I was going to lose her in nine months or that the Lord was going to take her, I went and I asked him, as a 14-year-old kid, not even knowing is this thing even real or not, I said, God, please don't take her from me. God, you took my mom, you let her leave. And God, I feel like there is nobody that loves me. I feel like nobody is for me. And the only one that I can count on is my grandmother. Please do not take her. And six months later, my grandmother dies. So you see as I'm sitting here and I'm driving around and I'm doing all these things. I don't even know. I don't even think God's real for one. Because all I ever seen was religion. And two, I prayed to him and he did not answer. So if he was, I was mad at him. And how could God love somebody like me whenever I curse? But you see here, as a misfit, as a reject. As a rebellious person, as a drunkard, as an addict, as an absent mother who chose men over her children, the Lord had a plan for this misfit, and it was to redeem and restore and to put a power on the inside of me that no devil in hell could take from me. And we read here in Mark chapter 2, verse 16. But when the teachers of the religious law who were the Pharisees saw him eating with the tax collectors and sinners with the prostitutes, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with such scum? When Jesus heard this, he told them, healthy people and people that have got it all together do not need a doctor. I have not Thank God has left us or God's mad at us. Can I tell you something in Lamentations 3 and 22? It says, because of the Lord's great love for you is why you have not been destroyed. Come on, those three drug overdoses. Come on, whenever I sold myself. Come on, whenever I was also sick with depression. Whenever I was cheated. Whenever I was abandoned. Whenever I was abused. Whenever I was left behind. The Lord never pursued me. that I'm about Over addiction I have power over abusive relationships I have power over depression And not now do I just have power I give you power Amen. Be ye received the Holy Ghost And be filled with power To be forever changed it says Because of his great love this is why we was not utterly Destroyed And I want to go down through here and read this, and then I'm going to close. You hang out here long enough. You're going to catch the wind. You're going to catch the change. Right now there's things that's dropping in you. See, there's things that I'm saying that in reality, it's not me saying those. I'm just hearing the Spirit of God and I'm yielding my body to say whatever it wants to say. And the reason why that's leaping on the inside of you and you feel go up your arm and your heartbeat a little bit. It's because God is speaking to you. And God is going to redeem you. And God's about to give you power. And God is going to transform you. You will not go home the same man that you come in this place. Because there is a power. Come. Church, the anointing of God, that we're not going to come and play church and patty cake, but we're going to be radically transformed by the power of God so that we can say, It is well with my soul because I serve a God. I don't just serve a higher power, I serve Jesus Christ. Lamentations chapter three. I've been reading in the New Living Translation.
0: Lamentations three. Chapter 19 says, The thought of
2: my suffering and hopelessness is bitter beyond words. I will never forget this awful time. Some of you are going through some stuff. The thought of my suffering and my hopelessness is bitter beyond words. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss.
0: Yet. 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 See, that word yet is the game changer.
2: Because when Jesus shows up, you may not ever forget where you've been, but it don't hold you captive no longer. Because when he shows up on the scene, he's come to redeem you from the past, that you no longer have to live there, but you can live in Jeremiah 29 and 11. Oh, yeah. I know the thoughts and the you hope and a future. Yet I dare to hope when I remember this, the faithful love of the Lord never ends and his mercies never cease. It's because of the Lord's great love and mercy for you that you have not been took out of that situation, that you wasn't utterly just killed by what should have killed you. It's because mercy and grace and love intervened and said, it ain't over. Your time to go because I've got a plan and a purpose for you. It says, Great is his faithfulness, his mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to the Lord, He is my inheritance. I will hope in Him. Yes, thank you. And so, as we begin to shift where we're at, you guys go ahead. It says, For no one that, listen, okay. In verse 31, For no one is abandoned by the Lord forever. Though he brings grief, he will also show compassion because of the greatness of his unfailing love. For he does not enjoy hurting people or causing them sorrow. Some of you have felt like the bitter crushing of the Lord. Can I tell you something? I was sitting in and out of jail and I felt like it was the Lord's punishment that put me in jail. Can I tell you something? The Lord does not punish It says that the thief, the thief, John 10 and 10 says that the thief comes in order to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come, Jesus said, that they may have life and have it more abundantly. God didn't cause you your pain, but God will heal your pain. God did not cause you grief, but he will heal that and bring joy. The enemy is the enemy of all of our souls. Jesus said I have come to show you compassion and what love really is for I do not enjoy hurting people or causing them sorrow all of our enemies have spoken out against us we are filled with fear for we are trapped devastated ruined tears are running from our face verse 49 my tears flow endlessly verse 61 and I'm paraphrasing some of this my heart is breaking verse 52, my enemies whom I never harmed hunted me down. There's some of you that you have been weeping. There's some of you that God has seen you in the night hours of tears of sorrow. But he said those that are sowing in tears of sorrow will reap a harvest of joy. God said, pay. water rose over my head and I cried out this is the end some of you are sitting in programs and other things and the enemy has told you that this is the end the enemy has told you that there's no comeback from this the enemy has told you that you'll never have your children back the enemy's told you that your son Verse 56, you heard me when I cried. Listen to my pleading and hear my cry for help. Verse 57, yes, you came
0: so much for listening god bless you and have a great evening